G'day punters, welcome to the mailbag. Pete Anthony's here and we've got a full house today. We're going to be joined by Mark Roden and Rob Scurry to review the Rose Hill meeting from Saturday, as well as Jack Dickens, who's on board, who will talk about Caulfield and probably jump in and throw his two bobs worth and launch some bombs at some of the Sydney uh, glitterate, shall we say. Uh, but look, it was a pretty competitive we're meeting gonna, there at We'll Rose try Hill. and launch some bombs, Pete, but we're not going to launch uh, Chris Roots style bombs here. <laughs> Rootsy! Um, exciting just to uh, chat to a few uh, fellow punting mates on a Monday morning and not be dragged into El Valandi's office, which might be at NRL HQ now, I'm not sure, but I reckon Chris... <laughs> something's not sweet there in racing New South Wales. I don't know what's going on, but that was pretty enjoyable work there on Twitter for Sunday morning. Boys, Mark, how did you go Yes, on Saturday? Uh, had a good day. I needed one. I'd had a bit of an ordinary August up till Saturday, but um, found a few winners. Um, Wimwar, um, oh, sorry, the first one, Assault and Bathbury, Winwar and Grey Worm made it a pretty good day for me. So, yeah, good day's work. How do you handle a uh, horse like Wimler when it's so soft in the market here? I'm looking at the Betfair Flux late and it's sort of just out, 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 out. Do you just keep um, snipping, snipping, snipping or what do you do? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't, I was, I, I was a little bit concerned by Rob's um, comment on it from the yard that she was quite sad. That was, uh, <laughs> I hadn't heard that one before. Rob, elaborate. Oh, Gay, Water, Gay Waterhouse can just break a horse. You know, she just keeps running them. They're like, you know, they put in a bad run, they put in another run. She just keeps running. It just got its birthday on a wet track against Walkers here. But, um, you know, I, I'd been on Wimler a couple of times when it had a bit more bounce in its step earlier in the prep. It looked like a, you know, a happy Gay Waterhouse horse. And, like, this time it's kind of walking around a bit meeker, kind of ears kind of the wrong ways. And, you know, it's like, oh, you want to break, boy. <laughs> I think I think you touched on the key point there. The, the field was terrible. That's why she was a bet for me. Um, she seemed to be having a bit of an on-off, on-off pattern. Like every second run was okay this prep, and then she'd have a bit of a flat one, and she was coming into this off a flat one. And I just thought if she was anywhere near her best, she'd win. And luckily, she went well enough to get it done. Well, they went 3.5 lengths fast to the 600. Only the winners broke in the class benchmark overall. So it's a pretty uh, how you go on sort of operation. <laughs> race here. It was a good ride because she usually doesn't race that far forward, but he um, he just stuck it right in the race, and that was that was the end of it really. And before we continue with the punningform.com.au data, they're calling this a heavy nine, boys. The vibe I'm getting is sort of a more of a soft seven, yeah. Seven, eight, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, the 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 times a good Colts run. Exceedance uh, suggests it's you know seven and eight. Okay. Well, okay. We've, we've race got, five. Yeah, we're going to go through races. Uh, that was race two, obviously. Race five, six, eight, and nine. If you're playing along at home, race five. It was the race of Exceedance one. They went six point three lengths slow to the six hundred. Uh, the first three across the line of all broken benchmark. Rob, we've got a question here from one of uh, Lockie Newman. Uh, could I please get you and Rob to compare your thoughts on Bivouac from the yard? Anything behavioural that affected him up in Sydney? I still rate him for the Golden Rose. What do you guys think? Who's he asking me? Nah, Rob. Well, Rob and I guess. Well, you saw you saw. You saw him, Dicko. Like we talked about him before he ran in Melbourne. I see he was kind of a lightly framed thing, which is a bit, a bit toey. Um, and when I saw him, he looked like he improved his manners. He's just much more relaxed um, than I'd normally seen him as a two-year-old. 
and uh, he does look like a wet track type. So I thought he was, you know, he's probably a moral uh, to win the race, even though if it was a drier track, I would have been betting against him because he's not a cracking three-year-old type to my eye. I'd say you're so, going to get 400 of watching him walk and the size of him. Look, I think he's gone, Dico. Um, I, I want to be betting against him wherever he goes, unless it's yeah, wet track or something. I, 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 I'd be I'd be absolutely launching at him next start off his SP profile and the splits he runs home. It's they're fucking enormous splits. Um, it's not as big a performance to the data as he did in Melbourne, but that was on a soft five. They're calling us heavy nine. You guys saying soft eight? So I don't know why it sort of hasn't done what it did, but it Hugh did sit and sit and sit as I watched it. Mark, what was your read on the horse? I think he's just raced a bit flat off the enormous first up performance. Can, you know, take a bit out of them. Unless, you know, unless you're black caviar or winks or something, it's very hard to rate to that level and back it up multiple times on the bounce. Yeah. I think he's just come off, to be honest. Whether that means he's done for the prep, as Rob suggests, or if he bounces back to the way he, you know, performed at Caulfield, he's in any race they under him in. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. I think well, the, horse, the horse that ran second to him at Caulfield, Sabricate, should have fucking painfully should have won uh, on Saturday again. So the form around him is strong enough for me. Oh, there's, look, if he, if he can re- reproduce that Caulfield run, he'll win just about anything. Yeah, I agree. Fascinating horse. Fascinating horse. It, it, the splits it, it put in, the last like, 6 4, four two, two, 2 home at Caulfield are elite yeah, of that early up. tempo. Race six, Pete? Yep, race six. Uh, 3.7 lengths slow to the 600. None of the horses have broken class benchmark. This is the race won by Wu Gok. Second was Come Play With Me. First start for Chris Waller, the former WA horse who was trained by Adam Durant. Rob, I'm expecting Come Play With Me would have looked pretty fit. Um, it had run around here a fair bit before going over. Just had, I think, the one trial leading into that race. Totally, man. And his coat was glowing. It looked like at top completely, and it's now Waller. I'm not sure, but Waller put his little magic sparkle on it to, to run big race, and I think it has. Um, but yeah, look, the, oh, I, I, we got we got the first four here, um, which is great. Um, he said I didn't take it, but anyway, um, <laughs> Wugok is a is a horse that <laughs> we've had multiple wins on him this prep, and. I saw oh, the, the, whole, the whole Caulfield, Caulfield upper deck there where Walshy operates was going off here because we were all on Wugok. We all followed you in here. That was oh, a big result. Come play with me. It was 4, 4.20, 4.80 at 9am into 3.20. Mark, was that you? No, it was not. No, I, I stayed out. I I wanted to be on Wugok uh, with the prices they were on Friday. He actually got knocked off uh, early on Saturday morning. And, uh, and then he got back out late. Um, mm-hmm. I ended up... Uh, the only thing I did in the race was back cars off each way off uh, Rob's stuff because I thought he went really well in Melbourne. I uh, just wasn't sure how forward he was going to be off the off the little break. But, um, yeah, the positive report there pushed me into having something small each way on him. So got something out of the race. Fair enough. Race 8, Petey. Yep. Uh, 0.3 lengths fast to the 600. None of the horses have broken class benchmark on the way back. This is the race that Grey Worm won. I was a bit disappointed with this because Grey Worm was one of my puntingform.com.au system bets, but unfortunately hadn't been seen in enough days for to actually trigger a reminder. Um, he had the one trial and that, uh, <laughs> that completely stuffed me. And then when I saw Grey Worm had won after the fact, I was just absolutely sickened by it. But anyway, that's what you get. Mark, how did you see this race? What happened? 
Uh, yeah, I back both the Hawks stable mates, Desert Lord. Uh, I wasn't 100% sure about him on the wet track, but um, his last appearance back in May, when he was also fresh at this track and distance, he was dynamic. So I thought I'd, I'd take the punt with him. And he, he got into a sort of an awkward spot and didn't really let down on the affected ground as well as he has on dry, I'd say. But fortunately, my other bet in the race was Grey Worm. And he, um, the, the leader here, you, um, you make me smile, looked off and gone, I thought. But he just kept grinding away, got to churn through the ground and um, got it done. I was keen to be on him. I, I backed him first. Start, uh, first up when Brock Ryan drew wide on him and just not a single thing went right. So I was very forgiving of that and fortunately he was able to, to bounce back on Saturday. Um, just say, gee, Boss is riding well. I know he's been a bit of a polarising figure <laughs> over his career, but gee, he's in good form along with Nash. Who, who, would you rather have, who would you rather have on a horse you want to back? Both four, the $4 chance, right? Tommy Berry, Glenn Boss. Oh, at the moment, gee, Boss. Rob? Yeah, probably G boss. I think, you know, I mean, he's a very good age. Nash is getting on too, and they're both riding in, you know, really good form. Yep. And Cathy seems to be going right on leaders. Well, that, that was a bit annoying for me. Like, you make me smile. It's one of my horses. It's a horse that's sort of reignited Cass' career. Um, I was on the right <laughs> side of it then. Um, I, I brought it up with you. You had a look down in Melbourne, Dicko. You said you didn't even have it in, its, in the numbers. It looked really, really... Uh, heavy first up. Um, still got heaps of improvement to come, but, you know, John Thompson, third up on it, finally got his wet track. Um, I think I had Kath in my head as uh, not a good idea um, from the, from, from uh, anyway, it's a, it's a missed opportunity. I think the horse can run well again. If he gets a wet track, he, he should be just about winning anywhere he goes. Race nine, Peter, what have they done to the punting form to come to the data? 0.6 lengths fast to the 600. First two across the line have broken benchmark. Mark, we obviously spoke about God of Thunder a few weeks ago when we were reviewing the Kenzo, mate. Uh, did you follow up or did you let the I small didn't. field go? No, it was, that was it. Small field and the affected track put me off and I feel like I've sort of left money on the table here because I, I had identified him first up, just missed with him and also said on the review show I'd be pretty keen to stick with him and I... I didn't stick to my guns and I stayed out of the race, but uh, yeah. Well, the market was with you. It was just, it was friendless. Yeah, I know. Well, that was, thing, I mean, it was close to even money in the morning. And I thought, well, I'm not getting involved with even money. And then he, he did get back a little late, but that put me off as well. So I just, I just let it go. Notice uh, Zelko or someone's just knocked him off right at the death there. He's sort of gone like two, two twenty, two fifteen out there, almost $3. Some of the yeah. corporates missed the trick and it started two seven eight on the fair. Like a good little knock there as they loaded probably. Yeah, yeah. And um, the other things in the market, you know, um, I, I could see why they'd back Black Magnum back on a soft track, but, you know, Roosevelt, I think, might be just cooked. And and he was pretty solid in the market. So that was probably making the market for God of Thunder. Not, not late. If you noticed on Roosevelt, the last minute, he was like, well, 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 back. The whole the whole time, the oh, last yes. minute, $5 yes, on, on, yeah. on Fair Fair. Fair yeah. Fair. But, Someone, but you know, all, all through that half hour, um, while... Um, you know, the last half hour before the race, while God of Thunder was just inching out 10 cents at a time, Roosevelt was actually holding his spot. And, yes, he did go in the bin right at the death. All right, boys. Big meeting. Uh, big race is coming up. What do we want to take from this meeting? Mark? Uh, well, Exceedance is the headline horse. Uh, I, I haven't actually finalised my own ratings for this, but it'll be very. I'll be doing that later this afternoon. It'll be very interesting to see how big he has gone. Um 
other than that, yeah, well, Bivouac is just, just a watching brief on him, I suppose, for the for those th- big three-year-old races anyway. The exceedance has clocked the fastest last six, four, and 200 metres of the whole day and the last, and the fastest last 800. Bivouac's yeah. the second fastest of all those as well. So it looks like the two sort of horses out of the meeting, yeah? And Anahid's not been legless. No. I would say with exceedance, maybe the small field played into his hands on Saturday because if that's... If that's a, it's a, if it's a fact that he has to be ridden stone cold to unleash those powerful late sectionals, then in bigger fields he's going to find himself a hell of a long way back, which he didn't on um, Saturday. Mm. Yeah, great call that. That's a that's a very very astute read, I reckon. And and he'll be, he can... he'll be over bet next start. I, I'd say off what you guys are saying. Yeah, and Probably. a horse like a horse like Anna, he'd um, come back really really well. Uh, I don't think she appreciates the soft track. We're on her in the sliffer and. The other one to catch me has always been a one that's caught my eye, Dicko. Catch me. She's, bit, she's racing ungenerously, but she's a really nice style of horse. So, um, you know, if they can teach her to settle, I think I think she's, she's got a couple wins in her. I find horses like Catch Me fascinating from a mounting yard point of view. I reckon she had a big edge on the field because she was just a like a, a beast. Like she hit puberty yeah. before the others did, and she put them away real early in her career. Then they caught up to her, and she had a few issues in the yard where she'd spend energy when she didn't need to be. Uh, what she does this prep will be fascinating. A fourth of five horses, but to like two really strong potential mm. stars is okay. She, it could go either way. I wouldn't be penning her. Exactly, man. And the way she raced was was ungenerous. Um, she she can her, find lengths. Her biggest performances have been on good tracks too. Yep. Bloody masculine so, but, style so Potentially, she, she might come down to the aerated, overwatered Victorian tracks, which will still be faster than the the weather probably that always hits uh, Sydney this time of year. Although, if she does come see us, she'll have to race against more than five horses. So, <laughs> big decisions for the connections. All right, Rob, anything you want to follow? Or we're just about uh, done, boys. Uh, I, th- I think we're just about done. You know, I, I think the, the San Domenico's, the, you know, the only race really, you know, I'm excited about out of the meeting. Um but yeah, we're going to roll on to, to Wednesday at Kenzo. I reckon we're going to get a, a, a five or a four, um, and yeah, it should be sunny twenty-five. And then, then I think Randwick after that next Saturday. Is that right, Mark? Yeah, we've got uh, Rob Scurry at Kenzo on Wednesday, boys. Many a mail from Kenzo on Wednesday, then Randwick on a Saturday. Mark, you'll be doing a set for uh, uh, Winning Edge for uh, Wednesday. Winning Edge and Champion Bets. Well, uh, actually, uh, selections for Newcastle tomorrow. Before that, then uh, Kenzo full set after that. Yep. Outstanding work, boys. Thank you very much, Rob. Try and keep it under 100. Good luck today. Thanks, buddy. Cheers. Cheers, Mark. Thank you to the Sydney boys. Dicko, that just leaves you and I. Let's get stuck into Caulfield. It's a pretty big day for Mounting Yard male subscribers, starting off in the first with another Coldy, Dawn Dawn the second, and then, uh, not to piss in your pocket, but Crystal Dreamer was a bit of your finest work there in race six. But from a data perspective, we're going to look at races five, six, seven, eight, and nine. So grab yourself a coffee or whatever you like to do or a goat, and let's get cracked into race five, one by Super Seth. 3.9 lengths slow to the 600. Nothing broke benchmark on the way home. What were your thoughts? Fascinating race. Uh, I thought Super Seth paraded not at its best. I got really warm late, uh, but it didn't stop the market. It went off a cliff in the last like 30 seconds to a minute. 
Um, but you sort of had to make a decision if you wanted to stick to your guns or neutralise the horse. Uh, I thought the ride was a slight sneak, but it put it into that good spot of one back, one off, which was a very good spot to be on Saturday. Uh, we backed Sebricate, and I think it should have won. Um, that might be kick-talking, but I don't know why Willow went where he did. He could have held 1-1 and kept the winner out. Uh, I was very frustrated with the ride that Craig gave to the eventual third horse in Sebricate, which we backed. I uh, thought King of Hastings was a very good ride from Ben Mellum. He was blessed in his run second off a really strong trial. Super Seth trialed really well. I think it's going to keep improving. Uh, horses like Missile Mantra, Piedra, you just sort of ignore the run. They'll, they'll, they'll improve off what they did there. They weren't suited. Uh, Sebricate probably could have won, should have won. Uh, disappointed didn't. It would have been an enormous day if this had a one. We would have been really, really airborne units-wise and personally on course. So frustrating. I think it's going to be a pretty strong race going forward. I was going to ask if you have Super Seth versus King of Hastings versus Sebricate all drawn, say, between two and six next start, who would you back? Well, it had all come down. I honestly can't. I, I think Super Seth and Sebricate have a little edge over King of Hastings. But then again, King of Hastings was into that strong breeze on Saturday. So I, I'd be in the Super Seth camp just from Sebricate, just from King of Hastings. Okay. Right. But it all come down to how the track's playing and who was on which horse, to be honest. That's probably part and, of the and fun. Super Cess a really nice horse for punters who like to bet late and watch. Like, like Betfair lies a like a quality tool if you're betting properly. You can Super Seth was real soft when it lost at um, Flemington, and it's been real firm every time it's won. So that the, the connections, which they're pretty powerful punting connections, they know what they're doing. So just watch the market with it. Okay, race six, the Heath, uh, 1.3 lengths fast to the 600. The first three home, that's Crystal Dreamer, Jitra and Baller Muscle have all broken benchmark. Crystal Dreamer sent out with a small bet from the yard, Dicko, $80 freely available on Betfair. I think it SP'd around 50 or so. Uh, much yeah, which is just sickening. So if anyone ever blows up about uh, the way we, given we're the only people who do many yard mail, and the only people who keep results, they shouldn't ever blow up. But if they were to, about the Betfair SP, which we used as a reference, just just remember that we've just donated a fuckload of units here. That's a 30-unit difference in the result here. $80 was everywhere, easily. It was 90s around. Um, obviously, no one's having like 2000 on this horse. They're not knocking off the price. Um but towards the end, I don't know if it was us or maybe the bigger mob found the horse as well and just sort of tightened up its price and it started 50s. Uh, I thought the ride was pretty good, put it in the right spot. Ball of Muscle was given a really nice ride. Although I thought uh, Vega Magic was kind of blessed that it even got through to a bit look like a chance at the top of the straight. Like I don't know why Glenn, probably an indication that he thought the rail was a little bit slow, which I believe it was, um, didn't cross and sort of put Vega Magic into the coffin there. Um G-tra, G G trash, G whatever you want to call it. It was huge. Um, it'll be winning. It's it's flying. This horse is a beast. Um, I want to follow this horse wherever it goes. Uh, Crystal Jamer paraded really strongly. Walked really well off a really strong jump out at um, Flemington. So huge result. They're the ones we want. It was a good day, and this made it fat. But um, yeah, I think Vega Magic. We we'll probably never see it again. 
uh, paraded in really good order fitness-wise. Uh, I've seen it walk a lot stronger than it did, though. Um, but, it, like, that's hindsight. I, I didn't make anything. I didn't read anything that was, like, you know, horse whisperish. The horse looked like it might want to piss in at the top of the straight, and it just sort of stopped. So, ball of muscle going well for an old horse. But G-Tra, the one to follow from the race. I think Malaguira and Glenall weren't overly suited by the way the race was run. Okay, race seven, the Cochram Stakes over 1,200 metres, 1.9 length slow to the 600. The winner has broken class benchmark, no surprise there, with Pippi dominant once again. Oh, how's the betting here? Like, it's just a fucking avalanche for this horse from 9am. Like, they just backed it and backed it and backed it. Ben Mellum has given this the perfect ride for a leading horse. Only two horses that led one on Saturday, and this was one of them. Uh, and if you go back on the puntingform.com.au sectionals, you'll see why it was just a gentle increase into the, in the sectionals all the way to the post. as an outstanding ride from Ben Mellon. Fuck, he's good when he's on. Uh, Sylvia's mother, given a pretty strong ride from Dwayne Dunn, uh, had every possible. Spanish Whisper, I thought, should have shown a little bit more intent early, and if it did, might have got there. Um, I think I tipped it each way on the previous show. I can't remember, but I like Spanish Whisper. I think it can improve a little bit off what it did yesterday. Uh, Embrace Me is ridden upside down, stuck on bravely. I think it's in a good part of the track, though. I think the two horses out of this race are Fidelia and clearly Amphitrite. Amphitrite will be very well-backed and very open pretty short. I think pretty shiny horse next start. I think the fat's in Fidelia, but they'll both be really hard to beat next start wherever they want to go. Race and Pippi's a star. Yeah, indeed. Race eight, Memsey Stakes, 1,400. Hashtag West is best, but uh, they've gone 7.5 lengths fast to the 600. The, they have right down to Blackheart Bart, who finished eighth, have broken class benchmark. Scales of justice. This is a, yeah, this is, this is a, class benchmark punters, this is a fucking wait for age group one. <laughs> what they've done here is enormous. This is this is extreme figures. West is best, and so is the magical waters of the bull. Scales of Justice has returned two of its biggest ever figures of its life. It's a seven-year-old, and its last three starts. How it lost at Morphville, I'll never know. Um, this horse has it not, Pete, had back surgery. Yeah, it's had a it's had a number of issues. Um, it was obviously untapped in one of the Group One Railway, Group One Kingston Town here. What well, lost the Group One Kingston Town here, but. It probably should have won. Uh, we'll leave that in the past. It was only three years ago, I think. Uh, but look, the horse has <laughs> gone to another level. Uh, Lindsay Smith's taken good care of it. Um, he's one of the better trainers in terms of just being gentle, gentle with them over here. If they've got issues, he'll take his time. And uh, it's well rewarding and loving the high-tempo events there over East. Look, I, 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 don't, I think my read on the race is going to be probably pretty different to most. Um I think Elise was completely and utterly fucking blessed by this tempo. That's why she looks so strong late because they were just they can't go as fast as they were going. Um, she's just gonna go around too short for the way she settles and the way she settles in run for me moving forward. Um, she's obviously a star. She's a beast. She's got more rump than any horse I've seen recently. Um, Scales of Justice I thought was in the in the good spot as was So Sabon. So Sabon had Scales of Justice back in run. Um, they've run one, two from that sort of sweet spot, G spot, couple back, one off. Uh, I think the runs of the race are be good to your mother and dispatch. So dispatch finished fifth, be good to your mother finished sixth. They've both towed this field up 
at 16 lengths fast to the 600, an overall benchmark figure. Like, how, how often do you see 16 lengths fast to the 600, Pete? Uh, not particularly often. Like, you'd probably see that in your Cox plates, and that's probably, a yeah, the, the big group like, ones. It's like fucking Cox elite. Now, next start, be good to your mother. It'll either I think it'll either piss in if the track's fair, or it'll just like fold up and won't be the same horse ever again. Sometimes you see horses that lead on these speeds just sort of be broken almost mentally, like because it would have been so like it would have been in severe pain like in the last sort of 400 meters of this race, pain it's never felt before. Same with uh, Dispatched. But it could also bring them on to just blow, like just break horses apart here, like sort of the cleaner style. Uh, I think Ohud and Blackheart Bart were both really good runs and can both be followed. Blackheart Bart will be big odds next start. Uh, I think the horse walked really well. I had it in the numbers. Uh, I had something small on it. I love the way he hit the line. It's a fascinating race, deep race going forward. I think Humidor is a bit plain, but you can't pen in. It almost beat Winks, so... The four outside of the obvious that I really want to follow are uh, Be Good Dear Mother, Dispatch, Ohud, and Blackheart Bart. I think Elise is always going to be a bit under the odds. Scales of Justice, fuck it, I don't know. You can't, it's just, that's just such a big figure. I don't know, it's unbelievable with a figure. Uh, and Hartnell's still Hartnell. Like, you can't pen it ever. It's Thought he could have landed a pair further forward. And horses like Cliff's Edge, Fundamentalist, they're entitled to stop because they're on this hot speed. It's just ridiculous speed. Is it any surprise that the top nine performances of the day on punting forms adjusted figures all come from this race? So the top nine figures on the card, all from the one race. Um, I guess oh, hundred, no, not 100%. Like in horse racing, like 16 lengths slow is more common than 16 lengths fast, a lot more common. In horse racing... They love to just cruise for as long as they can. Everyone, trainers, jockeys, just cover, settle. So that they're, they're running half of their two-thirds of their races as slow as possible so they can sprint home. So their overall figures affected by that. This race, they've gone like faster than I've ever just about seen to the 600. So the figures are always going to be enormous. It should suit horses that have got big engines and big ability like Elise. Uh Huge race, big figures, big, big figures. And that will bring us to the last. It was a 1,400 open class event and over the same distance as the Memsey. So if we're comparing the two races, they've only gone 17.1 lengths slower than what they did in the Memsey in this last race. For the class, they've gone 7.5 lengths slow to the 600. None of the courses home have broken class benchmark. You mentioned Ben Mellum's ride on Pippi as one of the leaders that managed to win on the day. This is the other one with Age of Chivalry. Well, this is what's fascinating. Like a horse like Be Good to Your Mother or Dispatched, they're loyal connections. But like, if the the fact is they went way too fast in the in the um, Memsey, D Lane has given Age of Chivalry as good a bride, or maybe even slightly better than Ben Mellon gave Pippi. It's perfection on a leader, and therefore the horse just can't get caught. If the horse has ability and is ridden the way it is, they just can't get caught. Iconoclasm let it cross, probably cost it the race. It was very strong late. Kofila, we backed uh, pretty heavily too. I think we backed it to win almost 20 units, which is fast, like very frustrating. It's clocked really good close here. It was sort of a, just a pair or two further back than you wanted to be, given the race shape. 
closed huge, horse going well, will improve. Night's watch, we also backed. Um, it was a rough watch down the inside, which I don't think is where you want to be by this stage of the day. Uh, it, it can be winning anywhere. I think there's a lot of fat to come out of this race, a lot of fat. I'm talking horses like a Shin Rook, uh, Sully, Mighty Lucky. Mighty Lucky's clocked the fastest last 200 metres of the, of the day in this race, and it's run last, I think. So, or near last. This is a huge, huge foremost, I think. Um, really good sort of tempo to follow horses from. Okay. So a great, great ride, Age of Chivalry. And, and if I if I own Be Good to Your Mother, I, I think I'd stick with the um, with D Bates because he deserves it. But you'd be tempted to put on someone like D Lane who, when they want to, it's just got to stop watching his head because the the gentle increase of sectionals here is what's won this horse this race. Okay. Age of Chivalry was there to be beat on Saturday. It, it looked like it missed work. I spoke to the trainer and he actually had it got kicked or hurt somewhere along the, along the way between runs. So it's a little bit soft. So it's just a perfect ride from D-Line. Perfect, perfect ride. Just quickly recapping the fastest sections on the card. Fastest last 12 was Alizé. Fastest 1,000 was Alizé. Fastest last 800 was Jitra. Fastest 600 and 400 goes to Khalifa. Fastest last 200, as you said, Mighty Lucky. Best performance of the day, obviously, Scales of Justice. Dicko, one or two horses to follow from the mate, just to recap. Amphitrite is the horse to follow. I think it'll be found by everyone, but it's clearly the horse to follow. I don't think you want it to be where it was making its run out that wide. It's clocked the third fastest last 600, 400 of the day. And the fourth uh, fourth fastest last 200 of the day or the second fastest last 200 of the day, something like that. Let me quickly check that out. Yeah, the fourth fastest last four and 200 of the day. Like it's Big clothes, big figure, fresh. It's a horse that doesn't carry a lot of condition. It's ready to win whenever it wants now. Just, I'd, I'd love to see it at Flemington. Very hard to beat at Flemington. And speaking of, what's uh, the week lined up for Victoria's Mounting Yard Mail? Where are you off to? Um, well, we're in front, are we? Oh, no, that was actually still August. So we start September at Sandown on Wednesday. Beautiful, beautiful Sandown. Royal Sandown. Hopefully it races a little bit more fairer than it did last Wednesday, which was a bit of a dull affair. Uh, then with Saturday, we're back to the Valley. Can't wait to get to the Valley. Very, very, looks like a really nice meeting at the Valley. Um, and then the week after that, it might be heading to Mornington instead of the Bendigo meeting on a Wednesday because Bendigo is a long way away and it's often a shithole to get to. So big week ahead, Sandown and the Valley. Can't wait. Thanks, Pete. All right. Thanks, punters. Giddy up. Giddy up.